This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is Sunday Morning. This past week, we got a revealing look at politics in action, as House Republicans repeatedly tried and failed to choose a new speaker. But another inside view of government is coming from an unlikely source, a man who was once the Republican Party's standard bearer, a man who's now become one of its critics. Nora O'Donnell is talking with Senator Mitt Romney of Utah. Mitt Romney recently surprised people when he announced he will not seek re-election. And now, in a new biography, he tells all about what fellow Republicans say behind closed doors. You were once the party's nominee, and now you're a pariah in the Republican Party. Yeah, that's, that's saying it in a gentle way. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no question. I don't really have a home in my party. Coming up on Sunday morning, Mitt Romney on his life and legacy. Our Seth Doan will be talking with an actor who you might say had a lifetime to prepare for her very first role. 
And now, for those of you who listen to my broadcast for pleasure. Her starring role in All the Light We Cannot See started with an audition tape she figured no one would ever watch. Walk where, Papa? How do you think the performance is different because it's you doing this, it's a lived experience? I think it is quintessential to telling the story truthfully. Turning a disability into a distinct advantage ahead on Sunday morning. Plus, Mo Rocca on a great American athlete and the unlikely place that bears his name. Steve Hartman with a hot breakfast to warm the heart. And more on this Sunday morning for the 22nd of October, 2023. And we'll be back in a moment. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As you've no doubt heard, there's much debate about politicians in Washington remaining in office into their 80s and even 90s. Last month, Senator Mitt Romney said he wasn't going to be one of them, announcing he'll retire at the end of his term. But until then, he's got plenty to do and say, and he's talking with Nora O'Donnell. We may have to pull the senator for a call with the president. We're about to get oh, yes, I have a call with the president. <laughs> <laughs> it's not every interview that gets interrupted by a call from the president of the United States. Do you have to be on a secure line? But that's what happened when we sat down with Senator Mitt Romney and his wife, Anne. President Biden phoned last week on the eve of his diplomatic mission to Israel. The Republican had just returned from his own visit. It was heartbreaking, uh, particularly to meet with the families of the hostages. Um, their lives are entirely different. One of the people said, you don't understand, we live in a different world than you do. At age 76, Mitt Romney says he still cares deeply about what is happening around the world. And here at home, he worries deeply about the future of his party. You were once the party's nominee, and now you're a pariah in the Republican Party. Yeah, that's, that's saying it in a gentle way. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no question. I don't really have a home in my party. I come from a tradition of, you know, Ronald Reagan and George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush and John McCain. Those are the people that have shaped our party. Anti-Putin, anti-Russia, anti-authoritarians, anti-Kim anti Jong-un, character counts. 
the character of our leaders makes a difference and it shapes the character of our country. That's the party I've come from. And I don't recognize that in the great majority of our party today. And, uh, and that, for me, is very troubling. This is Romney's first interview since announcing he would not seek re-election. I think it's time for guys like me to get out of the way and have people in the next generation step forward because they're going to be shaping the world they're going to be living in. Without having to worry about how voters will see him, he's now concerned about how history views his legacy. That's why he participated in a new biography by McKay Coppins, published by Scribner, part of CBS parent company Paramount Global. And what did you say when your husband said, I'm giving over my private diary to a journalist? <laughs> I didn't know it. I might have said, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> hey, you maybe want to look through it before and take out a few things. <laughs> now that I've read the book, it's like, oh, did I, did I really say that about this person? Oh, my goodness. The book is revealing with unvarnished opinions and stories of what happens behind closed doors in the famously clubby United States Senate. Privately, what do you hear from fellow Republicans in the Senate? I, I don't think I've heard a single member of my uh, caucus, the Republicans in the Senate, say, you know, Donald Trump is great. Aren't we lucky to have him as our leader? Donald Trump represents a failure of character, which is changing, I think, in many respects, the psyche of our nation and the heart of our nation. And that's something which takes a long time, if ever, uh, to repair. In a way, he almost was like a spy behind enemy lines. Romney gave Coppins, a staff writer for The Atlantic, hundreds of text messages and emails. The two met close to 50 times, often late at night, when Romney would tell all. I think there was something therapeutic for him in being able to sit down and review his entire career, his life. This was not an authorized biography in the sense that uh, he had any editorial control over the final product. So there were some meetings that felt like therapy sessions. There were some meetings that felt almost confessional in nature. You were quoted in the book as saying, a very large portion of my party really doesn't believe in the Constitution. How did you come to that damning conclusion? When former President Trump said we should set aside the Constitution and reappoint him as president, why, you had Republicans cheer that. It's like, wait a second. This is the leader of our party saying we should put aside the Constitution. How can you believe you're following the Constitution if that's the case? Romney, who barely escaped the mob on January 6, 2021, was at the Capitol that day, despite the concerns of his wife, Anne. I do get death threats. Mm -hmm. um, and her feeling was I would not be safe and I shouldn't go. And I said, well, th this is a constitutional moment. This is a time when I have to be there. Do we weigh our own political fortunes more heavily than we weigh the strength of our republic, the strength of our democracy, and the cause of freedom? A year earlier, Romney had been the lone Republican senator to vote to impeach then-President Trump for pressuring Ukraine's president to find damaging information on political rival Joe Biden. Mr. Romney. Guilty. Mr. Romney, guilty. It's a stance that would have been familiar to his father, George Romney, one-time governor of Michigan. In 1964, when Republicans nominated far-right Senator Barry Goldwater for president, Extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. 
George Romney took a stand against his own party. The strongest personality on earth cannot deal with the problems of this nation except upon the basis of correct principles. What did you learn from your dad? Uh, my dad is my life hero. As a Republican governor, he refused to endorse the nominee of his party, Barry Goldwater, for president because he thought he was weak on civil rights and extremism. So uh, that's the person who I try and model myself after, and I, I'm not quite there. His influence is in every part of our life, and we just still adore him, miss him. Family remains at the center of the Romney's life. They have 25 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. The senator says his wife is his closest advisor, and as we discovered in his private office, she's always close at hand. Normally, there's a life-size cardboard cutout of Anne that, that, stands, that stands right there, and they've, they have taken it away because they're afraid you'd see it. There it is, see this? <laughs> and so uh, they, they gave me this, and we had a good laugh about it. But then I said, don't throw it away, I want to keep it. So now I have it in my closet. So sometimes when you're just sitting here working away, do you just kind of leave the door open? Well, the door is always open, and that happens to be the men's room right next to it. So I could assure you that from time to time, I am going to go buy that, all right? The book reports on a phone call to Anne from Oprah Winfrey, alleging that Oprah said if Mitt ran for president, she would be his running mate. Anne Romney tells a different story. You got a call from Oprah. What did she say? She was trying to figure out how Mitt could do an independent run. I remember trying to explain to her that that doesn't work politically. I was the one that suggested, well, Oprah, why don't you run with him and see how that works? <laughs> I don't think it was really her thought at all, because I don't think she really wants to be involved in any kind of politics in an, in an active way. As for Mitt Romney's next move, no way you'll run for president in 2024. And I can't imagine any circumstance, perhaps if Godzilla comes in and removes all the other candidates and so forth, but other than Godzilla stepping in, no, I'm not running for president, not giving it any thought. But he is thinking about how future generations will judge his time in public service. How do you want your children to remember you? Well, they probably already have an image of who I am. Uh, but my descendants, I hope, will walk away saying, OK, granddad or great granddad uh, had beliefs which were either right or wrong, but he stood by them. I'd like them to also know that uh, my life is not defined by winning and losing elections. My life is defined by my relationship with my family and my faith. That's what I live for. Those other things are part of the life experience, but that's the defining measure of my life. Well said. <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All the Light We Cannot See was a huge bestseller back in 2014. Now it's been turned into a miniseries. Seth Doan introduces us to the lead actor who shares the story of how she landed the role of a lifetime. My name is Aria Mia Loberti, and I am auditioning for the role of Marie-Laure LeBlanc in All the Light We Cannot See. She had never acted before, but recorded this simple video after hearing about a Netflix casting call. The part was for the heroine in an adaptation of the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel by Anthony Doerr, All the Light We Cannot See. Walk where, Papa? Aria Mia Loberti, like the main character, is blind. Can you explain why one country wants to own another? Can you explain why one country wants to own another? I cannot. I can't explain any of it. On the radio, they say the Nazis hate anyone who's different, and they hate anyone who speaks the truth. Marie. Listen to me. Listen. I'm different. I know I am. I know you've tried to protect me, but I'm different. I know this chair is an original, which I think is really cool. We were on set last year for the filming of the series, which is out next month. Sean Levy, acclaimed for the Netflix hit Stranger Things, is directing. I hope you will tune in again tomorrow. Did you consider a sighted actor for the role of Marie? Early on, uh, I was open to any kind of casting. But I had this gnawing suspicion that the right way to do this and the best way to do this was to do it with an actress or a non-actress who is new to acting, but who brought the experience that Marie, the character, lives with. And that meant a low vision or, or, or blind candidate. And we saw hundreds and hundreds, and Aria rose to the top. In the epic drama set in World War II, parallel stories unfold and converge. There's Werner, an orphaned German boy forced to join the Hitler Youth. And now, for those of you who listen to my broadcast... And Liberty's role, Marie-Laure, the protagonist, a young French woman who lost her sight as a girl. It's a story of resilience and the power of kindness in the most unlikely circumstances. Here's the wood. You can hold it here. Oh, we witness the tender relationship with her father, played by Mark Ruffalo, and the intensity of war all from the perspective of a person who is blind. The light you get from a piece of coal is actually sunlight. You've gone from not acting at all to all of a sudden being on the set of this <laughs> series with veteran actors, director. You know, I was just sort of pulled out of school and I, I am so privileged and so lucky and so grateful to be able to do this. The Rhode Island native told us when she was younger, she did not think there was a place for a disabled woman like her on screen. So she veered toward academics, becoming a Fulbright scholar, studying language and history, at least until that casting call came. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Giving her a chance to bring her lived experience to this role. 
I'm immersing you as the audience into a culture and a mindset in which I live. It's a lifestyle. It, it's not choreography. But isn't acting acting? Don't actors inhabit other people's lives? You know, yes, actors are actors, and everyone, I believe, should have the opportunity to step into someone else's shoes. But there are countless disabled actors, countless blind actresses. I think we need to make the opportunities for fair and equal jobs in this industry and beyond, and to tell the stories authentically. Welcome to Murray's Attic. The newbie actor seemed at ease on set when we met in Budapest, Hungary. Um, which when I first learned, Ingrid would show me the edge of the carpet so I didn't trip. But another that's thing- That's what she's doing right now? That's what she's doing right now. Wow. Another thing- She and her service dog, Ingrid, showed us the attic- Sit in this chair. Where Murray Lore's reclusive uncle, played by Hugh Laurie, transmits radio broadcasts during the war. What do you say when you speak? I say, isn't the world a beautiful place? And then you ask, so why are we destroying it? This actually brings me back to my childhood because... Going on set is like stepping into the book. In the tale, Marie Lore's father builds her a model city so she can learn to navigate their neighborhood. I'm a 21st century kid, so my version of this is a talking iPhone with GPS. You want to try it? Liberty worked to bridge her life experiences with those of a character from another era, getting help from associate producer Joe Strecce. And I lost, I was legally blind at 19 and then uh, totally blind later. Um, I didn't see myself in media often, like cool and badass like Marie is. And I, I wanted to help make that happen. Streche is a Netflix consultant who makes sure portrayals of blind or low vision characters are captured in an honest, sensitive way. Like one scene I suggested that uh, a character that's interacting with Marie would uh, nod their head yes without saying yes and realize that the character uh, Marie couldn't see that and then uh, uh, have to respond to it. What changes in the performance? Like instead of the cliche of, oh, I'm playing a, a low vision or blind character, so I'm going to willfully avoid eye contact with you. The reality is that Aria, like many blind people, has grown up learning to look above the voice, look above the sound. How has your process changed in working with Aria? Frankly, I remember the first time I met Aria, that was the first time I realized that I don't know that I've spent any significant time with a blind person. And, and I realized that, wow, so many of us have a limited depth of experience with many disabilities. Levy had read the book and says it's a challenge to turn, in his words, an epic novel into a film, but a four-part series gave him the time. Liberty told us she too loved this book when it was published, and today sees this role as much more than just a character in a film. Darkness lasts, Darkness lasts not, not even, even for one second when you, you turn, turn on the light. That's all I wanted to say. I feel the weight of every single blind girl especially, but every member of the blind community, but also the millions of people who probably have never met a blind person, and this will be the first time they've ever met someone like me, and to be the introduction. It's scary, but it's wonderful.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Steve Hartman is serving up a morning meal that's nourishing for body and soul. They come together at the crack of dawn from all directions, converging on this tiny house in St. Louis, Missouri for their weekly Wednesday visit with 66-year-old Peggy Winkowski. It's raining. Grandma Peggy brings everyone together. She's just like a built-in grandma to all of us. She cares for us a lot. She really cares for us. The students who visit Grandma Peggy attend Bishop DeBerg High School and are part of what they call the Wednesday Breakfast Club. Seeing the spread, you can understand why kids might want to come here. But what isn't so clear is how Peggy got roped into hosting. The Wednesday Breakfast Club actually used to meet at this diner. Until one day, a kid named Sam Crow said, you know, my grandma could cook better than this. So the next Wednesday, they showed up at her doorstep. I'm like, okay. And they came all school year every Wednesday. That was back in 2021, and it continued merrily until that day when all joy was lost. About a year and a half ago, Peggy's grandson Sam, a sophomore at Bishop DeBerg, was killed in a hit and run. The boy was beloved. So, of course, breakfast was the last thing on anyone's mind. And yet, the very next Wednesday, and virtually every Wednesday since during the school year, the kids have returned to Grandma Peggy's in numbers far greater than before. Sam would be so proud. Look at what he started. Everyone coming together for a heaping helping of healing. It melts my heart. It's really not about the food just about being together. We benefit from her, she benefits from us. It's like we feed off each other. And we're like keeping his memory alive. So yeah. Good morning guys. Everyone grieves differently, but those who manage it best always seem to blanket themselves with kindred spirits, sharing the burden, teaching each other to laugh again, <laughs> and building tradition to make sure those memories are as snug and sustaining as a warm meal at Grandma's. This is the best morning, isn't it? Makes Wednesday so much fun. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Say the name Jim Thorpe, and many would argue you're talking about the greatest American athlete ever. But there's one place in America where the name Jim Thorpe is synonymous with home. Here's Moraka. Nestled in the foothills of the Pocono Mountains lies a charming borough, once nicknamed the Switzerland of America. But locals call it something else now, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. You couldn't miss the name if you tried. There's a Jim Thorpe neighborhood bank. There's a Jim Thorpe Market, there's a Jim Thorpe Borough. And we're standing in front of a field for which high school? Jim Thorpe Area High School. And the name of the team is? The Jim Thorpe Olympians. Mayor Michael Safranco is a lifelong Thorper. In 1970, when we'd go somewhere and they'd say, where are you from? And I'd say, Jim Thorpe. They'd say, I don't want your name, I want to know where you live. <laughs> and now what it has taken on is when I go somewhere and they say, where are you from? And I say, Jim Thorpe. They say, oh my God, I love that town. It's about the town more so than the person. Yes. And in case you're still wondering, yes, the town is named after Jim Thorpe, the man, who became famous worldwide after the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm, Sweden. Well, being crowned the uh, greatest athlete of the world by the King of Sweden, I think, is one of my, one of my great moments in my life. To call Jim Thorpe the greatest athlete in American history is not a stretch because no athlete before or since has done what he did. David Marinus would know. His biography of Thorpe, Path Lit by Lightning, published by Simon & Schuster, like CBS, a division of Paramount Global, tells Thorpe's remarkable story. No one has had that triad of being the first great NFL football player, a winner of the gold medal in the decathlon and the pentathlon, and a Major League Baseball player. And he was great at ballroom dancing. He was a good skater, a great swimmer. Lacrosse. Lacrosse, definitely. Even uh, people said he was good at marbles. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Now <laughs> remember, boys, the, the athlete also became an actor. Keep your eye on the ball and never look up until the ball is in flight. Pina, just up. And thanks in part to his own activism, Native American characters were increasingly played by Native Americans, himself included. Prague, Oklahoma was originally Indian territory when Thorpe was born here in 1887, brought up on the Sac and Fox Reservation. His birth name, Watho Huck, translates to Bright Path. If your last name is Thorpe, do you have to be good at sports? You do not. None of his descendants could never fill his shoes. Thorpe had passed away by the time Anita Thorpe came along, but she spent her life learning her grandfather's story. People would come up to us and say, are you related? I, I still get that to this day. 
as a grandchild, I just feel like it's my honor to carry his name and to continue his story any way that I possibly can. And back in Jim Thorpe, the town, where tourism is thriving. I want to welcome you guys to the Jim Thorpe Trolley Tour. I'm going to come down and punch your tickets. The story of Jim Thorpe, the man, gets a little complicated. But how many of you guys know how long Jim lived in this town? Never, that's correct. After Jim Thorpe died in 1953, most of his family wanted him buried in Oklahoma. But his widow had other ideas, and she struck a deal. She gave her late husband's body to a down-on-its-luck region of the Poconos, and the resort town of Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, was born. If you weren't mayor, what would you think of that? Obviously, I would want to dig in and find out, well, why did that happen? That's got to be a mobituary, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's just, yeah. For the full story of America's greatest athlete and how he ended up buried in a town he never lived in, listen to Mobituaries, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Our commentary comes from Hussein Ibish, an Arab Midi scholar with thoughts on the way forward. Nothing can excuse the terrorist rampage by Hamas. They murdered hundreds of Israelis and made no preparations for the two million people of Gaza to survive the inevitable retaliation. Israel is responsible for avoidable civilian deaths and for cutting off all basic necessities for the Gaza Palestinians now under collective attack. Civilian deaths could easily rise into the tens of thousands. Well, how did it come to this? The history is long and disputed. Yet today, a structurally unsustainable, inherently explosive situation prevails. In the territories controlled by Israel since 1967, there are roughly equal numbers of Jewish Israelis and Palestinian Muslims and Christians. All seven million Jewish Israelis have citizenship and full human and legal rights, as do the one million Palestinian citizens of Israel. The five million Palestinians under occupation don't. In a world made up of states and their citizens, the stateless Palestinians are unique because they have no citizenship in Israel and yet no state of their own. The occupation forces Israelis and Palestinians into a toxic relationship of dominance and subordination. This 
unnatural relationship ensures periodic outbreaks of atrocious violence. The conflict involves individual and group malice on both sides. But structures of violence are hardwired into any relationship defined by the control of one people by another in a contest for land and power. Israelis and Palestinians must stop dehumanizing each other. Hamas killed Israelis indiscriminately. Israel says it's confronting human animals in Gaza. Well, people treated like animals sometimes act like animals. It's a self-reinforcing shared pathology. Israelis and Palestinians must rehumanize each other and eventually cooperate in replacing the violent occupation and resistance with genuine coexistence. That can only be sustained between equals. Humans who respect each other's full humanity, recognizing we are all no better and no worse than each other. Thank you for listening. Please join us when our trumpet sounds again next Sunday morning. Brighten your mornings with CBS News Sunday morning merchandise from ParamountShop.com. Shop mugs, sweatshirts, and t-shirts to start your mornings with style. Take 20% off at checkout with code SUNDAY20 at ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all CBS News Sunday morning products with code SUNDAY20 at ParamountShop.com. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.